Hello and welcome to Dan and Matt's Football Chat. Um, I'm Dan and this is Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello, everybody. Good, good. Um, so that was a clip uh, um, recorded in Adelaide of my wife and children. Um, they were in Adelaide this weekend for an aerobics competition, believe it or not. Uh, and they were interviewed just after the Matildas game. Um, and they, um, yeah, and they, yeah, you can see that you can, uh, you can hear from their voices that they were... <laughs> In, in, in sort of uh, fits of jubilation after that game um, and I was stuck in Mornington in, uh, in Victoria had a nice weekend on my own just uh, you know a bit of washing a couple of glasses of red wine uh, lots of sport on TV um, obviously lots of women's world cup watching um, among other sports um, but yeah how about you Matt what was how was your weekend um, yeah it seems like the weekend went was very intense and went quite quickly because it was massively football dominated from early Friday evening right through until about two o'clock Sunday morning. Because <laughs> uh, my son, my my youngest son, was playing for Mornington um, away on Friday night, so I went to watch that. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw, and um, got home at about ten o'clock. Got up the next mo- oh no, got up the next morning and watched about twenty minutes of the Premier League's first game. So I forgot that actually. That was about six thirty because my son had got up and fallen asleep watching it. So I just fed the dogs, the cats, and turned the telly off. Then um, I was off to watch my other son play for his under twenty ones team. So I watched that game. Then he was selected to play for the seniors. So he was on the bench and came on, made his debut. So he was chuffed. Um, so it's a bit of a proud dad moment. He played the last. Congratulations! Ten minutes I didn't realise. Now I'll, I'll pass it on. Yeah, I'd forgotten it. I'd forgotten it all in because the, because then we we literally that game finished and we um, thanks and we 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 drove home obviously within the speed limits to get home just in time for the sort of ten minutes into the um, France. Was there, versus, was there uh, an the extra Australia bit of money France in his shorts? Game. Uh, well, changed. yeah, apparently, you know, get, well, this has caused this has caused massive controversy <laughs> in the house because he gets paid. He was got fifty bucks for being on the bench and a hundred if he came on, so he's, he's got a hundred bucks. And then his brother got fifty bucks for playing for Mornington Seniors a few weeks ago. So there's there's some there's some there's been some figures apparently uh, floating around. Yeah, it's you know it's caused obviously the money's not gone to his head yet. So yeah, so we um. Who's we the agent? Watch, is, was, is that you? Well, I can't, I couldn't, <laughs> can't disclose that kind of stuff uh, here. Sorry, um, Mr. Ten Percent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got back, watched the watched the Matildas. You know, we'll talk about that later. Then obviously straight into the England game. Then straight into the Arsenal versus Forest game. Then there was another. Th- is it, we ended up watching Brighton versus Luton. There we go. So, and I think I watched some highlights on Sunday, but Sunday was a bit of a blur um, because my son and had an infected thumb and had to go to the emergency department at two, one o'clock in the morning on Saturday and get it all drained and and have some stuff done to it. So he's okay now, but uh, yeah, it was all. So it's quite a. So Sunday was. I'd like to say it was a relaxing day, but I can't really remember much about it. And it was only a day ago. I think I, I did some so cooking. All of the, there we go. All of your waking so hours on, on Saturday were pretty much yeah, either exactly. watching football on TV, watching yeah. it live, um, yeah. or, or or eating or going to the toilet. Pretty much that is your whole day. Pretty much. Else. Yeah. Driving. I'm not sure how many. Your car as well. 
I'm not sure how many times I went to the toilet. I don't actually. No, okay. I'll, I'll try and think. Do you, what, you don't I'll make a note of that. Of... In your age, mate, you should be making a note. No. Of that so by, the end, by the end, by the end of the show, I'll, I'll come up with a figure for you. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so it was very intense, and then it, and I was absolutely knackered on Sunday. But um, yeah, fair play. Uh, it was uh, a yeah. quite an intense weekend. But, and so you, so by the sounds of things, yours was fairly chilled. It was. I had to do a bit of a dash to the airport. My nephew returned to England. Um, I had a so hello Sonny. Um, yeah, he had a great time, but it was really bad timing because the, um, the the trip up the Monash Freeway uh, coincided with the second half of Extra Time and then the penalty show, which he was streaming on Ooh. my phone and giving me updates yeah. as I was driving along. So it was a bit of a weird one, uh, and it did go on for ages. Like as we'll come on to it. Well, actually, in fact, <laughs> yeah. let's go on to it now because um, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. The um, <laughs> in terms of our predictions, Matt. Um, yep. You predicted a 2-1 victory for Australia, which was correct right. in terms of the ultimate victor. Um, right. But I actually predicted um, uh, Australia on penalties, which uh, yes. which is which is fantastic. I, I, I did actually predict 1-1, which was wrong, but I did actually right. say Australia on penalties. So that's that's uh, that's great. Um, you me, did, um, yeah. Just on that, I remember when you said you predicted penalties and your prophetic words prophetic not pathetic words were um <laughs> that you said you know if you want to win the world cup you basically got to win a game on penalties so <laughs> judging what they judging what they went through to win on penalties i would say the uh, the writing's surely on the cup dan you know it's the law <laughs> well england have done one too though haven't they so yeah that's we'll true. see that's true. anyway the yeah. um let's talk about the game and then i'll, I'll come to you and say, yeah. the 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 game itself was um i don't know because the penalty shootout was such a huge emotional event the actual game itself the 120 minutes that preceded it was i remember mary fowler should have scored um and mm-hmm. you know she'd gone across goal the def- very good defense but at the same time you know you want to be scoring those uh, i think she had another chance as well france also had a couple of good chances but i think the fowler chance kind of stood out as being probably the best chance of the game to break the deadlock no one yeah. took it um but then yeah so we I want to talk about the penalty shootout because it was there was 21 penalties, including the one that was retaken. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the the first thing I want to talk about, um, apart from yeah, we'll come on to other aspects of it. But Mackenzie Arnold, the goalkeeper, she had yeah. it must have been quite a roller coaster for her because I, I think I mentioned she's got this technique, and, it, and I've seen other goalkeepers do it too, where she takes a kind of step back across the line as the as the penalty taker's running in. She takes one step back. She then plants her other foot on the line. And then as the player's kind of going to strike the ball, she takes a step forward and jumps off one foot, like either left or right. But yeah. leaving her, hoping that her trail leg remains on the line while before the actual ball struck. Now, at least three or four times she didn't manage that and she was off her line before they actually struck the ball. If the penalty is converted, it just gets waved on and no one notices it. Um, yeah. I've actually re-watched the shootout as well with my daughter because we were interested just to watch it again. <laughs> It, and, and she actually got penalised for it. I think it was like the sixth or seventh penalty. Um, she was clearly sort of both feet were off the line before it got taken. I think yeah. it's a great, I mean, you know, it's it's really sailing close to the wind in terms of the, the laws of the game. But at the same time, if she does get pinged for it, which she did once, then the person's got to take the penalty again, which is so it kind of goes in her favour to almost gamble in doing that. If she gambles right, then her foot just remains. She gets another. She gets a, a pace forward, basically narrowing the angle from, from the for the penalty taker. Um, yeah. And if she gets pinged for it, the stri- and saves it, the striker has to have another go. If they convert it, it just gets waved on, and no one talks about it. 
Um, and and that so sorry yeah. to interrupt, but the the one that she saved and got done for that was I thought that was um, psychologically a very interesting battle because the the save went the the the, uh, the the penalty went to the same side and she made the exact same save basically didn't she so yeah. it's kind of like yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. very good very good no yeah, yeah good so that, I mean she then she then obviously missed the penalty which would have won it the, the yeah. fifth penalty. Um, wow. So she had a bit of a. They say she had. She was fantastic. She was in patches, but she had a roller coaster ride as well. It wasn't yeah. all plain sailing. The the ones I wanted to talk about was the penalties you take. So France obviously went first. Um, they missed an early one, but then they pretty much took scored every, everything. Um, yeah. I think Steph Catley missed one in those first those first five. But once France st- started scoring their first penalty, it it had you know we had um, Kat Carpenter and uh, Caitlin Gorey. Uh, t- yeah. took theirs. Kaylin Gorey can count herself to be very lucky in that the yeah. ball went through the keeper's hands. Um, and look, we're talking small margins here and I don't want to be negative because it was absolutely amazing to watch. Um, yeah. But like another day, that goalkeeper, knowing that that ball was basically, it wasn't even a fingertip, it was right through her palms, right through the middle. She'll be she'll be having nightmares about that for a while. But Ellie Carpenter's step up, knowing that if she missed, she'd lost the game. That's real yeah. ticker. That's really... Really, uh, a great confidence. Nice, great, yeah. nice ticker. Nice, a bit of an Australianism. <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, she was going to miss. I honestly, I, to be honest, because her, I actually said to my kids, her delivery in the game was poor. I thought mm, uh, overall, mm. like you know, she had a few good chances breaking down the right, and I just thought, yeah. oh, she's going to spank this one. She and had a shot at she, one stage, she, and I, it went off, nearly went off to a throw in. <laughs> it was bad, but I think yeah. she. I really like Ellie Carpenter, and I think just that yeah. motion and the passion and everything after she scored, I just yeah, yeah I, she was great. Fowler, but I agree with you yeah. with, with Gory as well. Yeah, that was yeah. Fowler's that was a, penalty. That, I, I thought she'd missed. Fowler's penalty was just an exoset missile. She just went for power. Yeah. She wow. absolutely spanked it. It was amazing yeah, to watch as well. And, and again, yeah. she didn't even break a like you know, break a smile on the way back. She just like yeah, you know, bobbed back Dumb. to the halfway line as if like nothing had happened. So she, amazing she's gonna be, confidence. Uh, she's going to be an amazing player in over the next few years. I think like she just just looks so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So look, I suppose my takeaway moment you know australia and france obviously it's a bit of a coin toss and penalty shootout but it was just such a, a long drawn out <laughs> roller coaster the penalty <laughs> show itself the 120 yeah. minutes paled into insignificance really before it um but australia were through and we are yeah we are riding the wave of um of the host nation being in the semi-final and, yeah. all that, and all that comes with it. So, yeah. Do you have, have you got anything else, Matt, you'd like to talk about? Australia, France? Well, I, I, I literally got in because I, I think, as I said, I missed the first few minutes. Um, my son was at home and, and said um, France should have been 1-0 up. And I think, was it Diani, I think, who yeah. had that chance right at the start, you know, where it just bobbled. I, I don't know how she didn't score, really. It was in the first few minutes, I think, of the game. And then I thought it was one of those games. It was a real ebb and flow game, wasn't it, I thought, where... You know, France were on top a bit. Australia, t- to be fair, really came back into it. Like you said, Fowler had those chances. You know, the introduction of Kerr made, you know, you could see the dynamic of the game change. And I thought they're going to get a goal here, you know, in the last 10 minutes or so and win. And then France, in, se- in, in, injury, sorry, in extra time, I felt there was only really France, were, you know, there was only one team in it almost. Like It felt to me like France were going to be the team that won it. They just seemed to really... To, Without creating loads of chances, they had a couple, wasn't it? Um, there was a there was a chance towards the end of um, the second period of extra time. Um, you know, another day maybe that goes in. Oh, and there was also the own goal 
um, of Alana Kennedy, wasn't it, that from the corner that shouldn't have been awarded? <laughs> for, do you remember when the ball went out and it was clearly it was clearly a goal kick? And then VAR don't check it. Then they score. Um, France score, but it was Alana's own uh, Kennedy's own goal, and then it was pulled back for a push in the box and all. So you know, it, again, that you said fine margins in the penalty shootout, but I do wonder if. I've got, it sounds conspiratorial, but I'm sure the ref probably got a little word in their ear saying, make sure, make sure Australia get a foul at this corner because the ball's gone out. But um, yeah, it was, I just think it was an amazing time. And, you know, we're English and we've seen England lose a lot of penalty shootouts. And, you know, but that, you know, that feeling of the whole nation coming together. And, you know, right now, when you're watching that shootout happen, there's millions of people doing exactly the same thing as you. It's a pretty cool experience. Um, yeah. One one thing that did happen to me was during the middle of the um, shootout, I had, did have my uh, lovely lady friend did bring me my dinner as a, we're a tra- traditional fat household, and um, I was so dr- my mouth was I realised my mouth was so dry I couldn't actually eat it, <laughs> so it's like uh, to put it there. Anyway, so you just um, you just have you know, to wait, just to wait, just to wait. You'd... Wait to make the requisite amount of saliva, Matt, so you could. Yeah, basically, I, I had it was a it was like a rotty bird with my curry, and I just couldn't I just couldn't masticate correctly, you know, not for the first time. So it was a you know it was a bit of an issue there. But, um, yeah, so as a it was just an amazing. I think it was just brilliant, and I really feel. Um, I think we said this the other day uh, about Australia, but something whatever happens against England, something massive has happened here, and it was just it was yeah. There's many, many stories. And it's also, without wanting to be patronising, for people who aren't football nerds like me and you, um, it was just, there's something for everyone in that, you know? Like, there is, there's the story, you know, Courtney Vine getting the penalty at the, the last, you know, mm-hmm. to win it. Sam Kerr coming on, the, the keeper making the saves, Gory, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. There is even a passing, you know, people are just into it who are watching it maybe at the um, AFL that, or, or not really into like mm-hmm. soccer as they might see it. There's something there for everyone, and and it's just you know that that viral video of the um the Qantas flight where everyone by one person's watching the game, and you know that, that yeah, but that, don't you think why is that one that, person yeah. not watching it? Don't, don't, I think that immediately. Like, why is there one <laughs> yeah, person? Why are they watching an, we, an old series of like Cash in the Attic or something, and everyone else yeah. is like watching it? I don't know. Anyway, but, yeah. maybe they had a family yeah, member on that episode, and you know you, we maybe don't know they, that. You know, maybe that's you can't it. judge other people. Um, look, I think we'll we'll talk a bit more about the actual. <laughs> yeah. The actual unprecedented nature of what we're living through at yeah. the moment in the second yeah, half. Yeah, definitely. Um, Crazy. But we'll maybe go. I'll go on to the other. There were three other games. Uh, yeah, there were in the Women's <laughs> World yeah, Cup. There was. Um, although yeah. that that by far was the most um, well interesting, I suppose, and yeah, the most most emotion, I suppose. That, yeah. Particularly for the for Australian and French people. That, just yeah. before I go, just I remember on about sixty minutes when Kerr came on. Yeah, there was that was Australia's purple patch. They should have really scored, and I think the foul yeah, was in the time. There was like, oh, they're going to score, they're going to score, and then that kind of just petered out. But they kind of cancelled each other out. France were good, Australia were good, and yeah, then we had the massive penalty shootout, which we've talked about at length. Now the next game we're going to talk about, and it wasn't the next game because obviously the other two had occurred the previous day, but was yeah. England Colombia. Um, what did yeah. you think about England's performance, Matt? Uh, they got the job done basically. Um, in the uh, overall, I think they did well to come back from that goal. I thought the goal um, that Colombia scored. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a party pooper here, but 
it was against the run of play. You know, Colombia, we saw Colombia a couple of days before and they clearly sat back and England passed them to death but didn't really have a cutting edge, which has been a bit of an issue for England apart from the, the China match. But the goal that Colombia scored looked like a cross. There's not, I don't, I don't, but on the commentary, they were cross. continually going, cross. oh, what a world, it was a world-class finish. Oh, the, the, you know, what talent she's got. And I thought, yeah, she's clearly a talented player. But my, my sons play football at a you know, reasonably high level. And we, we had a very in-depth discussion, not completely biased, obviously, because we're English, about how that essentially that was a cross-come shot, not a shot. Yeah. But it, it was, was a good goal. Score, but I just, yeah, it just, I don't know. You've seen it. For me, I don't know what your opinion on it, on that is, actually. But I just thought, look, it's, it's just one of those ones that she's hit. It's basically my really good analysis. She's hit it really well, but it is a cross and it's just caught the keeper slightly in that really difficult you know, I think they did I think hit. later on I think maybe later on in the game the commentary team did actually talk and say it was a was a it was yeah. a, a cross um, was that on Optus? but yeah, yeah. At, the t- at the time yeah at the time uh, or maybe maybe I was listening to a different commentary but they at the time they definitely said oh yeah I mean it was a it was a nice finish, but maybe Mary Oates was out of position a little bit. But they yeah. happen, right? Sometimes if someone does, yeah, absolutely. Angle, um, yeah. The, the the goal it was a it was a weird one because that goal went in, and then there was an awful keeper mistake. Really, was yeah. it Lauren Hemp yeah. just like basically the keeper yeah. should have had it, and then she spilled it. Yeah. She just ran through and knocked it in the net. But it was a brilliant time to, to get one back. It was almost a meet. It was like in the sixth minute of the injury time yeah. of the first half, and it was great not to go in. One nil down, um, almost yeah. thinking that you're going to be because it's that, that late on in the half. I thought England's performance was very mature. I think, I think you had that um, shot, a cross come shot um, that yeah. went in, and then you kind of get on with it, and then you have the sort of um, yeah, sort of goal poacher type thing where you really pounce on an, an error from the opposition and score the goal. Yeah. And then Alessia Russo's finish was fantastic. Finally, like she's going. Yeah. Going across goal, like you know, you yeah. you taught that from a young age to always go across goal in those situations. Um, yeah. Did you know Alessia Russo's from Maidstone, Matt? Did you know that? I, I didn't out. know that, and she I know she no, plays she for played, Arsenal, she, but I didn't know she played. She's a, yeah, she played. Um, she played for Bearstead, and she went to St Simon <laughs> no Stock way. School in Maidstone. So we'll have, uh, if wow. only we knew someone from Maidstone that could could come on the show yeah. and tell us a bit about about the area. And anyway, if you I think of anyone, then let me know. I think I've been, yeah. Bearstead's not far from where I used to live. And um, obviously, you know, I don't know Russo, but uh, I, I'm trying to think that you remember in Kent, you were either a man of Kent or a Kentish man. So I'm not sure if that's yeah. the same for women, if that if that applies. But I did think um, yeah. just on that goal, um, and I already love this about the press in Australia. So um, I was on a f- Australian football website and it was just casually, very casually, not like mal- with malice, but saying how basically England were lucky to um to get through against Colombia and you know the the luck of the first goal yeah definitely the keeper made an error but you know you've got to be there to score and that you know Russo's finish was a lucky one that went through the legs of the defender and you're thinking mate that was a quality goal <laughs> there's no you know that was that was great instinct good skill and like you said went it scored the, went across the yeah. keeper so well, I, I, they got the right? job done yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah exactly and they got the job that's done what I mean uh, Colum- yeah. Colombia were not were not without threat they played really well they're definitely no. the kind of the surprise package, I suppose, of this tournament in that they're in the semi-final, and there always is one normally um, yeah. that, has, that has a good tournament, and they definitely yeah. and and, yeah, and the and the fans were you know again uh, apparently yeah, completely numbering the English fans uh, yeah, in the sure about that. in Stadium Australia. Well, it, maybe they're just brighter coloured, so they just yeah. they might stand out more because <laughs> yellow does really show up on the 
on the screen. I, when I, you're I, I find it. I find that hard um, to believe. I'm, again, I don't want to sound super English, but when they said on the TV, <laughs> I thought, really? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of English people in um in Sydney. You, never Lake, know. you know. So, oh yeah. You know. I, for, I forgot to mention. Um, yeah. I've realised why there was that really weird kickoff time, and it's because they thought USA were going to be in that game, so they made oh. it so it was an evening kickoff in the USA. I just. So you're talking. If, Hang on, what game are you talking about? The, so Spain, the, the yeah, the Spain Netherlands the one. Yeah, because that so Netherlands that was 11... should have been the USA. Yes, because it was really... it was on so... eleven. Remember last pod we were like, going, yeah. oh, why the? Well, I was going. Yeah. Oh, if if we had didn't have full time jobs, Matt, and we actually researched things properly, then yeah. we'd know that they scheduled that game so that it was an evening kickoff for the like Eastern Seaboard of the United States, and yeah, um, which is which is weird, right? That wouldn't happen in the men's tournament. You wouldn't go, oh no, that could be England. So we'll uh, make sure that kickoff is, is we'll bring it right <laughs> forward and have a lunchtime kickoff. Uh, but it was interesting, just in terms of revenues, I suppose it's um interesting idea. Um, we didn't mention yeah. our predictions, Matt. Sorry, we both no, predicted an England win. So we both yeah. we both get a point for that. We didn't get the score correct. We said two 0 both of us, but it was two one. So okay, I'm happy with that. Bad. I'm happy with that prediction. Yeah. yeah good. Sorry, All right. Let's what, who, yeah. Next, go on. next on the hit list, I suppose. Oh, next, let's let's go to the early the early game, I suppose, in yeah. order. So the previous day, Spain played Netherlands. Yeah. Um, Spain were great. Netherlands yeah. were disappointing. Yeah, um, they there's were. lots of talk about yeah. the Spanish coach, like not being very a popular, very popular man. Um, yeah. And a couple of the players aren't playing uh, because they won't play under him. Um, I, I'm not sure whether you can credit him. Like he's he's got them uh, into the into the semis, so I'm not sure you can, you know, be too disparaging. I think there are no. co- kind of gaps in this team, um, but and some of the gaps are players that aren't playing because of him. Yeah. Um, but Again, I don't know enough about it, honestly. Um, but Spain were good. They're, they're neat. Um, they've got, yeah. yeah, as I said, a couple of their best players aren't even here. Um, Netherlands were a bit disappointing. Um, but yeah, it was just a kind of a very business-like performance, I think, from the Spanish. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I thought, yeah. Um, I thought, considering, like you said, these rumours of um, Spanish, you know, discontent with the coach, they, each time I've seen Spain play, they look like they're playing and enjoying themselves. So I kind of feel like if they're not that happy, uh, you know, if they're not, if there's discontent in the camp, you can normally tell by the performance and yeah. they've got through I to think, the semi-finals. So yeah. I think the way someone's explained it to me was that the team's very tight, but right. that's kind of, but they're kind of like fit. They're a bit isolated from the actual coach. So there's good, okay. there's a good, but then you kind of go, Surely that's the coach has done his job then. <laughs> if the if the team are feeling, you know what I mean. Like yeah. although they're yeah. not like all best mates with the coach, he's done his job. Yeah. If there's a togetherness within the squad, you can't go. You can't say, oh well, he's a bad coach. Then it's like, well, hang on, you're in the semi final of the World Cup and the team are playing well and they're scoring goals. He has to take some credit, I would think. I, again, yeah. I don't know enough about the history to really comment, but I can't believe. Um, it's all that bad if you're in the World Cup semi-final, but no. it definitely it definitely is bad for those players that haven't come. Um, yeah, and I think it's yeah. There's obviously financial things as well. Um, you got this bang on, Matt. You said Spain would win two yeah. one, and they did. Um, yeah. And I said three one, so I got the result right. But yeah, you got a couple of points for yeah. that one, so well done. Well, I had um, a feeling, you know. This, sometimes you had a I feeling, yeah. Feeling, yeah, the, feeling. In the tea leaves, yeah. yeah. The the other game, the later game on the previous day, was, yeah. was kind of. One, the, probably the one turn up really, the one we, we yeah. both, um, well, I got this way wrong, uh, and I think a lot yeah. of people did. Um, yeah. You know, Japan were her, were our horse of indeterminate colour, um, yeah. and the horse bolted. Um, it didn't didn't really turn up. It they were 
gone. They they were nowhere. They didn't have a shot. They had like one shot in the first like sixty something minutes. Yeah. Um, but and they just didn't. They didn't show. Just got out muscle. They didn't know what to do with the larger sort of Swedish defenders and unable really to make any kind of dent in it. The last twenty minutes was fantastic. I don't know whether you how much. Yes, yeah, I saw. It, but... Yeah. Japan turned it on. Japan seemed to suddenly wake up in the last 20 minutes and you thought, hello, they're going to do something here. But it was just too, a cliche, but it was too, I thought it was just too little too late. And but Sweden got, the, again, kind of a bit like England, got the job done, didn't really yeah. look in it. I, I didn't, I was quite surprised. They just didn't look like they're in any danger. Really, really until that last 20 minutes. I, I, I'm not quite sure what happened with, with, with Japan. Maybe it's what, we talked about this in a few other pods and, you know, and if you read around of Japan as well, there's this kind of, you know, they peaked maybe when they, was it 2011 when they won the World Cup? And they kind of, ever since then, they've sort of flat, you know, youth level, they've done well, but they've ne- they've not quite got it back to those highs at, um, at, you know, at senior level. And maybe that, I don't know, maybe that's what's happened. It's, it's, a, it's tough because they just didn't turn up. You can, yeah, you can see technically they're very gifted. Oh, very um, good. But yeah, they just, yeah. it's just that sort of pragmatic tournament football just seems to, be a stretch too far and when when teams and look Sweden weren't like you know um doing anything out of out of the ordinary but um no. they just look much more much more well organized and they look just yeah. bigger they're, they're just they're just unable to really get the ball past them and but yeah last last 20 minutes was great uh Musevich has got a force field around and that ball came off the <laughs> did you see it it yeah. came off the crossbar yeah. from our ribs yeah. and onto the post Crazy. and out again it's like how Crazy. does that not go in the net yeah you should go and buy a lottery again, or something, fine, again that yeah. fine margin thing we talk about and maybe maybe Japan I know Sweden are higher ranked but maybe you know you get say England come up against you know Nigeria and kind of things had to go their way for the penalty you know to get win on a penalty shoot and maybe with Japan you see the other side of that where you know if that ball goes in then all you know all of a sudden momentum's with Japan maybe they come back into it but it's um that, that like you said it's tournament football if they if they basically board their way to a one nil win they're through to the semi-finals so it's kind of I, I I do feel for them a bit because I thought they had some real momentum going in and I kind of almost deliberately sort of said they would lose just to be annoying really, but um, thinking they probably wouldn't, but yeah, they're out. So there we go. Wasn't it in the group stage? They, they, they hammered Spain, didn't they? Like when they, when they play, when they play a team like that wants to play neat passing football, they can out football teams, you know, they can, they can out pass and out move them. Um, but it's like when they play a team that's like maybe a bit bigger and a bit more pragmatic and, um, you know, just, just plays, just squeezes them a little bit more and a bit more, I, I, they just they seem unable to cope. Maybe that's a cliche and, you know, but just, I, don't, I, don't I just know. want to mention, yeah, yeah. No, I just think tournament football, I think you're probably right to a degree, you know, like you can, uh, Japan looked very good, but is it is it easy is it easier to play how Sweden did, you know, and be more organised and a bit more rigid? Whereas with, um, Japan, you know, to play that intense level of technical football for that length of time is 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 very hard, and you've and it, and you know that's how they beat teams. So, yeah, no, I, yeah. Th- I think you could be onto something there. As cliched as it just, sounds, um, just before we we break, I wanted to mention yeah. Amanda Illestet as well. She's got she's yeah. a defender, centre back. She's yeah. got four goals this tournament. Like yeah. you don't normally <laughs> get defenders. Uh, you know, she's she's up the you know in terms of golden boot, she's like she's a contender, and she's got yeah. another game at least to play. So uh, yeah, just interesting. You, you don't normally get something you wouldn't normally see. Um, all right, I think we'll take a break, Matt, and then maybe after yeah, we'll talk right. a bit about 
uh, what we're what we're kind of experiencing at the moment. Uh, and yep. then um, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, see you after cool. this. All right. See you in a bit. Welcome back to part two. Um, so we just um, wanted to, I want to talk about, um, first of all, the sort of background viewing figures and the kind of unprecedented terrain that we're on at the moment in terms of um, Matildas and um, the Australian viewing public, because the preliminary viewing figures were that four, on average, uh, 4.43 million people were look, watching the game. Um, it peaked at 7.2 million in the t in the shootout, wow. so that's nearly a third of the Australian population. Um, yeah. The, the 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 kind of touted record is that of um, eight million people um, when Kathy Freeman won her 400 meter race at the Sydney Olympics in 2000. But of course, that was pre-streaming. That was yeah. pre uh, being able to do things um, like you know access it on the internet on your phone. Um, and then you've also got Optus, who also was streaming it too, and there's likely to be a few yeah. hundred thousand people also streaming on that. So think, it's kind of apples yeah. and oranges to try and compare it. But you yeah. know, the, ta the, the basically the takeaway point is that a huge number of people <laughs> um, were watching yeah. this, and I, <laughs> I actually think, and oh yeah, there was another great stat: 91.2% uh, of the people watching it were aged 16 to 39. So oh, really, basically a young skew of people. So I was, I'm not in that. And I, was I didn't know that um, at all. I haven't seen that yeah, stat. That's go. very yeah, interesting. No, that was on the thing today. The I think what what I'm what I'm interested about this though, Matt, is that yeah. the kind of relatively small amount of money Optus paid like two years ago for the Women's World Cup is probably yeah. now they'll they'll be really really happy about this because they've paid uh, quite low money for what probably was predicted by a lot of the corporations not really to have any kind of traction. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's basically been a lot more even now. I mean, we're not even you know Australia is still in the tournament. Imagine if they beat England, and we'll come on to that in a minute. The the, um, the viewing figures that I mean they're likely to exceed those viewing figures. I would guess um, yeah. in the semi final. And were they to get to the final, I mean, almost certainly we'll be doing that. I mean the um, yeah. So I think that the the money paid um, is really an interesting one because it's how it, much just did for those they pay? Don't know, Do you know? Uh, they paid thirteen million dollars, um, which you, is a uh, tiny Aussie. amount compared to like compared to what um, you know the, the men's World Cup um, attracts. Yeah, Aussie, yeah, it was about ten million yeah. US, uh, nine million US dollars or something. But then yeah. they they on sold I think about three million of that to Channel Seven because they got fifteen games. Um, they sold a fifteen game package to Channel Seven, um, and interestingly the um and again i think some people that are in melbourne will be aware of this or any australian city but um they start they've actually they started to show they've moved kickoff times as we decide as we talked about last time and the news um but they've yeah. also they started to show the actual games in the stadia at other sporting events so there was a game yeah. on saturday sort of late afternoon um in melbourne at the mcg uh, big crowd and they showed the game the 90 minutes on the big screen like in the ground and then uh, they had to shut that off because they had to start their own game. Uh, oh, but that's they right, to show it? Yeah. it and they, they continued to show it in the concourse. So, and the the penalty shootout, the Matildas penalty shootout with France, actually coincided with for the with quarter time. So it was a little break in play. And there's yeah. some great video of all these um yeah, there these is, guys yeah. that are on their kind of half time break, eating a hot dog yeah. or like having a beer. Um, there's some of it. Dylan Alcott, you know the um uh, yeah the uh, 
the tennis player was there and he's right. um the, yeah the he's uh he's in his wheelchair and he goes and he, he, on oh, yeah, twitter he said yeah. oh he goes oh i nearly stood up the closest yeah, he's come to standing isn't it or something that's right said. that's yeah, right yeah. yeah so i think yeah. the from talking to one of my friends who's in this in this business he was saying that it was this was all organized very late on and people had to work like for several days to get all the licenses and that right because if they're yeah. actually showing this event and, that, and i think sponsors had to be um yeah that's do various sort of legal gymnastics to try and get get it on because as you know fifa tournaments have their own sponsors and they can't share the platform with any other of the afl sponsors who would have been at the ground and expecting to be to be showcased so i think it's a really interesting merger i think it's good of the afl i think they've read the room and i think that they have um yeah i I think it's a mature attitude and that most of the crowd would want to would want to be interested in the national team competing on this level um, but normally, yeah, sporting codes don't really um, embrace each other in this way. So I think it is unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think you've got to say <laughs> yeah. this good. Like you know, I think this. It's yeah, a good definitely. Thing. Um, and yeah, there's some great Could, video of people watching. Oh yeah. Go on. Considering well, considering there's, you know, for our overseas listeners, but maybe other people here, and we're not getting into a massive anti Australian football league AFL rant here, but the. When Australia launched their ill-fated bid for the 2022 World Cup, there was basically the AFL were very difficult around that. They there, there's, there's a lot of issues around stadiums, access to stadiums because it would have been during the AFL season. The um, the other issue being that the AFL, you if you remember Dan, when Australia's men's team got through to the to playing Denmark in the round of 16, the World Cup, the AFL release their fixture schedule on the day of you know the, the literally at the kickoff of the of the Australia Denmark match so you know that might not sound a lot to anyone not living in Australia but that that's quite a clear you know quite a clear signal from the AFL that, that you know they're trying to um you know flex their muscles there and then there were some other issues around timing of games etc cetera, etc cetera. so not, I'm not a massive fan of all the corporate stuff, but for for basically the FIFA, the AFL, and everyone else to get involved with, I think with what was it like two or three days before the um, Matilda's game, to get that all sorted out, like you said, with all the sponsors, all the other shenanigans that have to be done, uh, it looked a, gr- a good job, and um, it just it just you know it just brings more people together and lets more people enjoy the the, the sport and and have those moments because the scenes were mad, like you see the you know like you said there's the MCG, whole, you know, it's got thousands of people in it and they're all in the concourse watching tiny little TV screens like in a penalty shootout, you know, jumping up and down. So, yeah, I was really I was really yeah. happy to see that. And I think potentially, I know this is something we're trying not to get too carried away with it, but um, potentially this is a massive turning point for how football is viewed in Australia as not just the most popular participation sport, which it always seems to be, but actually there's that potential for it to be viewed as something more than just a sport that a lot of people, particularly juniors play, but you know, um, is not the, you know, the professional game's not as good as European game and blah, blah, blah. And then the code wars with rugby league and, and Aussie rules. So I th- it feels like it's, it's feel, I think like it feels like it's maybe finally landed with the, uh, with the mainstream Australian audience. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's think, my thoughts. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this has caught them by surprise a little bit, though, given the yeah, definitely the, the, the price of the contracts paid, and even this, even this, like showing it at the sporting events. I'm told that yeah. this was touted m- months and even maybe years ago that 
because they realized that the kickoffs were going to maybe coincide a little bit and they weren't yeah. interested only at the last hour they've kind of gone oh actually this could be actually a good thing to do and so it's kind of very kind of like sort of backward step i think that um I think this actually has repercussions for the men's world cup as well because if we there's lots of i think fifa you know are being given a signal um that the, you know the games have been really well attended i think yeah generally that's you know, true we've been actually to a yeah. Of games. yeah they've been really yeah. safe and inclusive places they've been yeah. like really easy to get in and out i mean i, I can only yeah. speak for melbourne and uh, melbourne is reasonably straightforward to kind of navigate around um but i think it does really send a signal because you know i think i was gutted I mean, I went to Qatar last year, but I was gutted yeah. when Australia didn't get it because I thought it'd be brilliant. There's still yeah. hope, I think, in like 10, 12 years time, whenever the next next um, one comes around, that we will bid for that. And I think that would be an amazing thing. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah, the, I think that we are in a little bit of an unprecedented, as you said, what will be the legacy of this tournament? I think that maybe remains to be seen. Um, there's no doubt that, you know, most reg- Australians are interested in their national team, whether it's the yeah. netball. I mean, if you look at the women's teams at the moment, I mean, the, the netball team have just won, like, the World Cup heavily against England. For like the 20,000th um, time, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's 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 also, obviously, the, they're, they're right. And the one other point I was going to make is that the, the Matildas are relatively um, better in terms of global competition yeah. than the men's team. Yeah. And the Socceroos, because if you think of the, you know, the, you know, the hundreds of, you know, ten decades and hundreds of years of, of involvement in other of other countries in football, Australia yeah. are kind of almost latecomers into that. Um, they're now yeah. good enough you know, to get to qualify or even get very close to qualifying for World Cups, and you know, getting to the through the group stages um, last year was was phenomenal. But yeah, the, the the women's team are actually, you know, they're up there, and they they could yeah. they could win this. You know, they genuinely could. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, probably couldn't say that about the men. So I think it is capturing no. people's imagination, maybe more so than the men's team. Um, yeah. And because they, you know, Australians like to win. Uh, we know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> having mm. having um, you know lived here for a, a little while now, and also you know seen Australian sporting teams um, over the years, they all um, you know pride themselves on that 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 belief and that confidence and I think the public is starting to believe that the Matildas could win this um which is a nice segue onto allegiances Matt because um, you heard (laughs) and I'm I'm really I'm actually really confused because um and people have asked me people I haven't seen for years I've got a message on Facebook I haven't seen um someone for a while uh, and they're yeah. like suddenly immediately asking me like oh who are you gonna who are you supporting on on, uh, on Wednesday night and uh, I, I I sort of I've asked for a bit of time to think about it because I'm not really sure I <laughs> I would like to say England because I think of myself as English I am also a yeah. card-carrying Australian by the way so I am yeah. um, I but then I then I sort of take a then I let that kind of sit in my head for a bit and then I think because yeah. I'm quite a practical man and I think well yeah what what's going to benefit me most given that I, i'm resident in australia and i'm sort yeah. of thinking actually the matilda's winning would actually be more enjoyable for my children given that one of them was born here and the other one came here as a baby and the other one is yeah sort of on the fence i suppose in terms of, yeah. of um, allegiances but so i think maybe i'm sort of erring towards the matilda's also silver lining one of my teams is getting into the World Cup final, so yeah. <laughs> I've got I've, I've got someone to actually support. Whatever happens, I've got yeah. a flag to wave and a and, um, and, a, and a, a scarf to put on, uh, irrespective. Yeah. So 
I'm not really sure. I think I'll cheer a goal either at either end, Matt. I mean, it's a really weird one, but a goal <laughs> goes in either end, and I, I'd I'd just like to see a really exciting yeah. advert for the game. I'd like I yeah. love all this stuff when you're looking at the actual impact of what's going on um out there, and and that's and true. That's people. a very yeah. That's I'm a good enjoying point. that yeah. more. I'm. I don't have. I mean, if it was the the men's team, I'd st- I'd totally be England, like hundred percent. I would, wouldn't be. Don't any, you sorry, any doubt? Just, in my, which is weird again, <laughs> but there well, be no because yeah, because yeah. I haven't really grown the, up I think that's the team, point. So I think it's kind of easier yeah. for me to have allegiance to them. But yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah. About? What, well, no, that's. I think mind? you've. I think you've actually made a good point there because you, you you were saying you know, not to to uh, to use the phrase mansplaining things for people, but that <laughs> it is that, like we've said through we've consistently said the women's game is clearly different to the men's game. You know, it's the same game, obviously, you know, rules and stuff, but it's different got its, you know, it's developed and it's got its own vibe off on and off the pitch. And I feel like, I feel like you're right. It's not, and I know this is going to sound like two into Australians, two poms trying to protect themselves from the inevitable, <laughs> you know, crushing defeat of their team against the Aussies as usual, but it's not like the ashes. You know, I know, I know that the, um, the teams will have that rivalry, you know, England and Australia, no one needs to say to anyone in either of those teams about rivalry. Um, other than, you know, Vigman, the, um, the, the England coach, cause she's, I think she's getting a crash course in that sort of stuff, but it being Dutch, but, um, the, you know, but we've, we've already mentioned it several times, you know, look, at, um, I forget who it was. It was it after the England team, um, beat, Nigeria on penalties, you know, where I can't remember the player's name. Was it him who shielded, you know, that shielded the Nigerian who missed from, you know, from the camera, mm. you know, the camaraderie, even after the, you know, after the Matildas beat France, you know, there, there is a, there is a different level of, of kind of, um, I don't know what the word would be, but probably inclusivity to, you know, and I mean that not in a kind of, yeah, sort of less way that people might jump somehow. on but yeah definitely yeah it's much more I feel like there is a kind of level of like yeah we beat you or we lost or whatever but it's not there isn't that kind of grind in your face in it sort of attitude and definitely in the stands um you know we were with the Colombians and they were giving it to the to the to the Jamaicans as an example but there was not it wasn't a hostile atmosphere so I feel like I suppose it's a long-winded way of me saying I totally agree with you if this was I, I I support the Socceroos all the time because long-term benefits for football in the country really do depend on the national teams in, in Australia. Way Anyone living in England um, or Wales um, will... It's hard to explain to them how football here is very big, but essentially the it boils down to supporting the national teams really because... European football teams are so well supported over here, and the and the the own national the A leagues, the national leagues for um, the women's and men's teams are still fairly young. So it's it's such a disparate thing. Whereas in in you know if you if you brought up in England, you basically support generally the you know the most successful team or the team that's just kind of nearby you or whatever it is. You know it's fairly it, as well as your national team. Whereas here the the national teams are massive for the well being of the game. And um, but I, if it was the men's team, I would basically be yeah, very, very much England. I still want England to win, um, but if they don't, essentially football wins anyway. So it's kind of like Australia. You know, the Matildas, the Matildas beat. Did you really England. just say football's a winner, then, Matt? Did you really? Just yeah, say I think it is though. I, just, you know, I can feel myself tearing up here right now. No, but I, um, I actually think it is because 
you know, not going off on one, but I went to my Pilates class um, this uh, this evening because obviously I live on the Mornington <laughs> Peninsula. That's what I do. And there's, but the instructor there, she's a lovely woman. She's a, I think she said she's just turned forty. Sorry, Sarah, if you're listening um, and you're under forty, but um, she she said, oh, all the kids are playing soccer at school at the moment. Like she's got primary school age children now. My kids aren't, pri- you know, they're they're growing up now. But you think, you know, that's the impact it's having. She she hasn't got a clue about football but you know she that's what they're seeing so it has had it has had a big change in effect on that kind of ground level so for me whatever happens England win great we through to the final and I'll be very happy if the Matildas win I won't be quite as happy about the team that won but I'll be happy for football in Australia therefore everyone wins and football wins I think yeah I think I think I want the Matildas to win because I want to see what happens in the country because I, I know think I do too. I think that, I do. That's, oh, and that's not because yeah and that's oh, not no. because and it's not my just because of material me. for our podcast yeah no. i know i can I, I can hear like i'll probably oh. be written out of wills um there's yeah. all sorts of things you know oh, people won't talk to me ever again um <laughs> oh you've changed man and like you know oh your accent's all funny you go up at the end of every sentence yeah. all of these things that, that is will, true actually will, will yeah. start to happen if they yeah. haven't already yeah. um but yeah. i just think it'd be really interesting for the host to the just I want to ride, keep riding this wave, and unfortunately, England uh, are in are in the way of this wave. Yeah. And that said, you know, it's the country of my birth and my former years. And were yeah. England to progress, I would also be delighted, and I'll be right behind them if they get in the final against you know yeah. Sweden or Spain. So oh, there's another two nice... teams in the tournament, isn't there? Yeah, I forgot about oh, I forgot about them. Uh, clearly, yeah. the winner's going to come from the other two, isn't it? Now, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's a nice little another segue, Matt, into predictions. Yeah. Um, so <sighs> let's go yeah, for the first God. one first of all. So Spain. I, know, I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, I mean, everyone's probably you know, on tenterhooks listening to this, you know, unsure yeah. which way we're going to we're going to drop. Um, are we first of all? Are we going to go for a penalty shootout in either one of them? Because you know, oh, we did. We God. had one in, we had one in the quarterfinals. We had what two yeah. in the last sixteen? Am I right? Two or was there three? I can't remember now. I think it was just two. Um, so you may, you know, maybe you'll get one in the semi, maybe you won't. Um, but anyway, Spain, Sweden, Matt. Which, which way are you going to go here? Well, you, I'll let you go first, as you let me go first. Oh, of course, the I was going to go first. Good. Due to well, your well remembered red wine issue. Yeah, yeah, I think Spain will score. Um, and Brave call. I think well because they have they have scored lots um, and I think I'm going to go one-one pens and I think Oof. Sweden will progress. Okay. Oh no, they've already actually they already beat the United States, didn't they, on pens? Maybe they're due to lose one. I'm going to go one-one pens and I'm going to go Spain to win on penalties. There you go. Okay. Oh, I really don't know with this game. I really don't know. It's such. I think it's it's crazily difficult to call it because as good yep. as Spain are I think Sweden are so good at just tying like we saw with Japan yep. about, about, I, oh, I can't oh god I'm going to say oh, two, on, I'm going to go 2-1 two, two, one, two, Spain after extra time 2-1 Spain A-E-T A-E-T excellent okay now we're getting on to the big one um, you can England, go Australia that as well because I'm so generous sorry you, you can what? go first. You can oh, go first. You. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think Australia will win 2-1. There you go. Ooh. Bang. You'll go. Okay. Well, I had this massive diatribe in my head and analysis. And I think, if I'm honest, I think England's defence is very good and Australia's attack is 
is looking very good as well. Um, I think Mary Fowler's going to score. Oh, no, am I going to say it? I'm going to say it, aren't I? No, no, I'm not. I'm going to say. <laughs> wow. I think Go England. Go back the point. W- <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Say all right, I'm going to go 2-1 two, two, England. 2-1 two, England, two, one England. all time done. Yep. Okay, done. Because, yep. I mean, and balance. I think, will Sam Kerr start? I don't know. Hopefully. Well, I don't think she's fit enough. Uh, she didn't look fit enough when she she, she didn't look super fit, did she? When she came on um, against France, um, do you think she would come on again? They're going to do the same. Oh, definitely, the same yeah, 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 yeah. But did you notice she wasn't she wasn't really busting her gut, was she? She looked and no, she looked quite no. tired towards the end. But um, yeah, wow, right, it's a um, massive well, game. Maybe, Everyone's talking about it. It's so huge, yeah, we've, isn't it? We've, and, um, and, we've sort of yeah, yeah. Go on, sorry. Go on. No, I was going to say oh. at work. Every every morning at work, we have a meeting um, in our team and across our site where I work and we have to name the day and this is the effect that is caused um the the impact is had it was Matilda's Monday today at work Mm. so so that's the first time I think it's like football slash soccer has ever been discussed across the board um where I work so that's that's the impact it's had in Australia for me we're deep in um, AFL country and and different to the round of 16 and quarterfinal everyone seems to know who Australia are playing now uh, <laughs> suddenly, all of a sudden, it's suddenly, suddenly, like it's, it's suddenly, it's, yeah. Oh, it's uh, yeah, become Did really you, prominent. Who the uh, actually is. on 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 that on that that that's hilarious. On that, I mean, this is very Australia centric. So I'll try and explain it very briefly. But did you see Barnaby Joyce, who I think is like a leader mm. of? The national he's party. Watching the wrong game. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. So he's a politician over here in Australia, and he sort of clearly jumping on the bandwagon and, and saying how well the Matildas done. But it turns out that he was actually watching a rerun of Matildas beating France in the pre-tournament friendly. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not the not his. He's had some. Let's be honest. He's had a few dodgy moments, old Barnaby, and that's probably moment, uh, yeah, yeah. that's probably way, yeah. way, way down the list. Yeah. Um, I've just we're coming towards the end, Matt. We've sort of put yeah. the Premier League to one side, but I think that's okay. We'll kind of pick that thread up maybe in a week or two. Yeah. Um, I'm Arsenal glad we won. put the Championship to one side because uh, Sunderland made their customary uh, slow start to the season. So let's not. <laughs> I'd rather not talk about that at the moment. How did Newcastle get points on? on the board? Did you? Did you? Uh, I don't know. I missed the result. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I think we'll say goodbye now, Matt. <laughs> And then okay. we'll, we'll see you again after the semis. Yeah. Yeah. Go Tillies. Wow. Yeah. And come on, you lionesses. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye.